everyone, and welcome to the Stream Queens podcast, where we review horror films and horror adjacent films that you can stream on the internet. I'm your co-host, Rachel, and joining me is the friend that I'm counting on to avenge my mysterious death, Mars! Always. Always. Can I count on you? Always. Same. Same. If you go missing, oh, (laughs) no stone will go unturned, my friend. (laughs) (laughs) How have you been? I have been showing up to life. (laughs) You're like, I have been conscious for... 12 hours a day and then asleep for 12 hours a day. <laughs> yeah, I have successfully showered. Nice. Almost every day of the week. Ooh, look at you showing yeah, off. <laughs> I know. <laughs> the internet is impressed. D- Drinking water, Ooh. you know, sometimes. Nice, nice. <laughs> Eating hot dogs. Doing, doing doing the best I can in the world we're in. I know. We were, before, in the pre-show, we were talking about how we feel like civilization is dead that we're just watching the slow slide into chaos like we're just watching the spiral down the drain at this point people just are not relating to other humans the way that they used to and i don't know what if if it's just a trauma response to just prolonged bullshit with the pandemic if it's tiktok i don't know i don't know what it is but i just feel like we have we the ability to behave is gone yeah it's weird it's almost like the last two years have been so strange that people's idea of what's acceptable and like what's normal is so missing that they're like well let's just see if this works and then because of the environment weird shit happens i'm really i think now is the time for us to get serious about figuring out where we're going to build our bunker (laughs) yeah no here's the thing it's been like 90 percent joke for a few years i feel like over the past year it has slowly that that pendulum has been yeah. swinging in the other direction, I mean, and we make jokes still, but we're like, yeah, you know, the bunker. Huh? Huh? But think about it. Like, you if know? we had our own plot of land, and it was just people we liked, <laughs> we're all working, most of us are working remote at this point. <laughs> I don't know why we couldn't start our own little commune. Right? Right? Everybody, you yeah. got to have a work from home job or some kind of situation, right? Then we could live like the pandemic was not happening. I know. Oh my god! And now I'm just picturing M Night Shyamalan's The Village, but with Wi-Fi, right? And flush and flush toilets. Exactly. That's what I'm talking yeah. about. I want the village of the future. That's what I want. Or, yeah, I want the village, but with Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Everybody would respect each other's space, but we could also hang out. We could have a recording studio. We could do this in person. Plus, we could a hundred percent gatekeep our exposure to the outside. Yeah. We're like, you know what? All all that is nonsense. I don't want it. Right? I don't want to be a part right. of it. I don't want to be involved. No. In it. I don't even be want to be walking by it on my way to somewhere no, else. No, no. <laughs> we can have everything we we need on our little plot of land. I never was a person who was like, I just want to get away from civilization the last couple of years i'm kind of like i want to get away from civilization (laughs) i want life to be like our discord server where it's just people i like doing and talking about things i'm interested (laughs) because it's not safe out there anymore i'm not trying to sound like a shut-in but like but also (laughs) it's weird but also yeah we're gonna have to i mean we could live in a, a community that never has a gender reveal that accidentally starts a Right? Million acre forest. Imagine that. I guess the question is, where would we do this? Yeah. 
because I also am very, I'm very whiny. So it would need to be someplace where it's not all the time, oh my God, it's so hot. But also like, oh my God, now it's so cold, you know, because right. I am one of those people who would be like that. And I, we need temperance. Yes. And I, normally I'd be like, we'll just do Oregon or Northern California. But now we know that that is also just basically a box of matches, like a very pretty box <laughs> yeah, of matches. Right? Where can we get the climate of a Pacific Northwest slash Northern California but with enough rain that our commune doesn't burn down every year. Canada? Canada. There's a lot of paperwork involved with that. We might have to find new jobs. But the people are yeah. nice and they have poutine. Hmm. I'm just throwing it out there. I'm not turning it down. Yes. I'm just I'm just thinking <laughs> through the logistics because like you said, this was a joke. <laughs> anyway (laughs) before we go too far down this road so i have a little warm-up question one of the plot points in the movie which by the way we're going to be talking about the film seance today has to do with a secret stash spot okay Uh so i was wondering if you growing up as like a teen or a preteen or whatever had the secret stash spot where you kept things and if so what did you put in there so i did actually Mm -hmm. i had growing up i had a like i don't have a box spring for my mattress now and i haven't since probably since college when I inherited my first 20 year old mattress from my aunt (laughs) and then slept on that for 10 more years and then wondered why I felt like I'd been hit by a truck every morning when I woke up. But we better get Angela Lansbury out here. I know. It's just the the dots, the dots weren't connecting, you know, there was no correlation whatsoever. No, it was one of those mattresses that's designed so you don't need the box spring. And then when I finally bought a new mattress, same deal, no box spring. Growing up though, I had a box spring. And there was that like thin liner uh-huh, on the bottom. Uh-huh. And at one corner, at one point in time, I had a cat that tore it out so she could hide yeah. in there. Cats love and a then, box spring. Cats love a box spring. And so this little flap, you know, we never stapled it back up. And I realized that this, because, you know, I don't know. It was just one of those things I kind of knew what the cat was up to, but I never inspected. So I had this little pocket in my box spring where I would hide basically as mortifying as it is, it was notes about, oh my god, Tyler is so cute, and I love him so much, and I just wish he'd talk to me. Like, you know, things like that, Uh or diary entries, Uh like, I am so heartbroken, and I'm I'm like 14. Oh my god, I wish I was 14 and I had 14-year-old problems. (laughs) I know. Oh, yeah. I remember I saw Silence of the Lambs way too young. And there's a spoilers for Silence of the Lambs. There's a really important plot point where she goes in and there's like a music box that she opens and behind the part that has the mirror, it has one of those little ballerinas that pop up. You know what I mean? But and then there's the little mirror, right? And behind the mirror, she found all these Polaroids. So I had one of those music boxes and years later, I was butzing around with it and I realized one of the corners was loose. And I pulled it back and I found Polaroids behind it. Stop. Turns out I had put them back there and completely oh forgot my God. about it. <laughs> I had this moment of like, oh my God, it's happening. I'm finally <laughs> in a movie. It's happening. And then it was photo. Like the thing is, is I put them back 
And I have no idea where that music box is today. It's probably at my parents' house, but they may have donated it. I don't know. So in my imagination, I'm hoping it got donated and somebody found it and then noticed the little loose flap. And I'm someone's mystery girl. Oh my gosh, that's actually really Right? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, who knows? Maybe someday when I go back to my parents' house, I'll find it and I'll be like, okay. And I'm kind of curious to see it again. But if it's not there... Not, not the worst. Yeah. Because some person, yeah, oh my gosh. Or what if it is another 13, 14 That's what I'm hoping. That was gifted and she's like, oh, right. and you just burst the next real world Nancy Drew. Yes. And it's like inspired by this mystery photo. Yes, that's what I'm, I'm hoping. It went to like a donation and somebody was like, oh, my daughter would like this this little jewelry box and gave it to their daughter and then they found it. And then forever they're like showing their friends like, who is this girl? What do you think this is? I once, it's only happened a few times where I've bought a used book that had a photo in it that nobody noticed. And one of them was a school, like, you know, the little tiny rectangle school photo of this, of a, you know, whatever middle school boy, but it was like 1950s old and tucked into this book. And there wasn't anything written on it, but it was just kind of neat because it was so old Uh and authentic. Yeah. But the second one that I found was... Do you, do you know what a brownie camera is? Yeah, those little... Yeah, yeah. My, I think my parents had my grandma's or something. Yeah, and so you know how the photos it made were those kind of smaller... Square ones, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the smaller square ones. I found one of those in a book once, and it was yellowed because it was old, but it was it's so creepy because it's just the corner of, the bedro- of a bedroom, and it's just a mattress on the floor with a sh- like a cover sheet but no blanket. And a bare bedside table. Ooh. And it's just a photo of that. Creepy. And it's super creepy. And it's so old that it's all crackled and yellowed and things, which makes it look Ooh. even creepier. Yeah, it's super spooky. And I bought, I don't remember what the book was, but it was just some used book and I brought it home. It was one of those things where I dropped it and the photo kind of flipped out a little bit. Like a movie. Mm. Like it happens in the movies. And it kind of was like, oh, cool. And then I opened it. I was like, oh, not cool. Not cool. That's creepy. Oh, that's the weirdest. That's the weirdest. And every once in a while, I still have it. Every once in a while, when I come across it, I keep expecting to find, you know, like yeah. in a movie, the next time I look at it, there's a lamp on the bed. <laughs> like, you know? I feel like you should frame it. I- I'm actually kind of creeping myself <laughs> about it now. I'm like, I might need to. Actually, now you're talking about that. Now I want to like, I wonder if my parents still have that camera because now I want it. All this stuff from oh my, my childhood that I would play with and stuff. Now I realize is this amazing stuff that was my grandma's. But I'm like, I yeah. want it. I also think about my mom purging her closet and I just, I feel wounded because she had all these amazing 1970s wood carved platform shoes and shit she got rid of. Oh my oh, god. Oh, what I wouldn't give to have those now. <laughs> I know. And you know, at the time, she was just getting rid yeah. of stuff that to her was like, oh, I never yeah. wear She's these. like, this is junk. These are ugly. Why would I keep them? For me. Yeah, but now. <laughs> <laughs> Fashion is yes, cyclical. No shit. Oh my God. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so like I said, we're going to be talking about the movie Seance from 2021 on Shudder. But before we get into that, Marzi, can you please let our listener know what our spoiler policy is here? We are going to spoil yeah. the whole thing. We're going to talk about everything. Yeah. The ending, regardless of what your feelings are on the twist, there, there is a is twist. A twist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I definitely think it's worth it to watch this movie unspoiled because the twist is going to, I'm interested to see what yeah. your thoughts uh-huh. are. Uh-huh. 
mm-hmm. on the twist. There's a couple. There's multiple uh, so, twists at the end. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm very interested to see what uh-huh. your thoughts are on on it. So, but it definitely makes the movie a lot different if yeah. you watch it knowing. So, I definitely would suggest watching this movie without yeah. being spoiled. I would say look at the synopsis yeah. if that sounds fun to you. You should not spoil it for yourself, for sure, because there yeah. are things to be spoiled. Yeah. Like some movies, you kind of know where it's going. Yeah, or you know, even if there is a twist, it's like okay, but you know, it's still good knowing how it ends. But this definitely is. A whole yeah. different movie, if you yeah. already know. All right, cool. Yeah. So I feel like we've given people plenty of time to get the hell out of here if they're spoiler averse. Let's get into this. So f- first of all, why did you pick? What what made you decide on this movie? Honestly, I was torn because I was really interested in the description of this movie, but the cover photo is not good. And there's not actually good. a really no. good poster for this movie. It's just the one with the hands. Yes. Why would I they love use that, that poster? I love that poster. That poster is yeah, so dope. It's a cool ass poster. It's so cool. And it's like and I saw that when it's on the Wikipedia mm-hmm. page for it. And when I saw that, that was the first time I saw that and I was like, "Oh, dude, why did they use that? I would have not hesitated at all to watch a movie right. with that." Just cover for people photo. who don't know, the it's one that, like a a circle of hands, drawings of hands touching a planchette and then one set of hands are skeleton hands. It's, it's a so really cool. The style yeah. is a cool, like, kind of 1960s mm-hmm. almost. Yeah, it's really neat. And then the cover photo on Oof. Shutter looks like a WB promo for a movie about sexy yeah. vampires. Yeah, 100%. And it's, yeah. yeah, it's not that. So, yeah. I definitely did not watch this movie because of that poster. Like, I probably would have skipped it entirely if you had not picked it because I looked at that poster and I was like, yeah, that's not for me. I mean, there's no shame yeah, exactly. to it, but you know things you're drawn to and things you're not, and that is not something I was drawn to, even though I really like Suki Waterhouse yeah. a lot. And I skipped over it a few times, just disregarded it, being like, nah, nah, nah. And then, I don't know, something in me was like, eh, I'll give it a yeah. shot. Shutter will get you. It'll venture you. You, you yeah. cruise through that enough times, and you're like, fuck it. That, and it's like, no shade to Shutter, but I feel like Shutter's pretty notorious for choosing the worst cover photos or the worst descriptions because there's so many things i've watched in shutter that are amazing yeah. and good and i'm so happy but the i'd skip over them for so many times because the description sounds awful and the picture's yeah. bad and then i watch it and i'm like but this is awesome <laughs> it just didn't advertise very you to well write all the descriptions i think <laughs> all of it would just be conversational like this movie is dope ignore the photo <laughs> like, i'm just saying you could do that remotely from the from the commune i'm just i'm just saying i'm just saying <laughs> <laughs> all right so let me give you a little background about this here movie it is directed by simon barrett which was a name that i was already really familiar with and in my head i just associated him with really good movies so i was surprised when i went to his imdb to see that actually this is his feature di- directorial debut film. Yeah. Oh. Prior to this, he had directed the wraparound segment for VHS 2, and he has since directed one of the segments in VHS 94, uh, Empty Wake, which is a creepy one that has a good little twisty twist at the end. However, the reason I knew his name is because he is really best known for his writing. His He's written a bunch of really interesting screenplays, as well as his collaboration with director Adam Wingard, who is definitely sort of an on-the-rise genre filmmaker. His most recent film was Godzilla vs. Kong. So, uh, yeah. Oh, wow. Right. So, 
Barrett's first screenplay, which he originally had written to direct himself because he's always wanted to direct, but he ended up selling this one and it was directed by someone else, was the movie Dead Birds. Have you ever seen it? No. It's like a Western horror film about these people. Yeah, these people Ooh. rob a bank and then retreat to this house and it is super haunted. And it's pretty great. I really liked it. It's one of the very earliest, if not number one, number two, episode two of the Zombie Girls. Yeah. Oh. Wow. So since then, he's gone on to almost exclusively write things either for himself to direct or for Winger to direct. And they have included A Horrible Way to Die, which is really good. You're Next, which is really fucking great. Oh, I love Your Next. Some parts of VHS, The Guest, which is fucking great. Ooh, Mm -hmm. yeah. The most recent Blair Witch film. I don't know that I saw yeah, that one. <laughs> I mean, it's it's interesting. It's not it's not my favorite, but it's interesting. And he's currently working on a few more projects. He's doing the he's writing the I Saw the Devil remake, which is a really famous Korean film about a cop versus a serial killer. But like maybe the cop is worse. It's kind of like a Ooh, revenge type of thing. Okay. It's excellent. He's also writing in collaboration with uh, Adam Wingard. The Thundercats live action film, which I am Stop. so excited about. What? Oh my god. <laughs> oh right? my god. I'm here I for mean, that. I mean, one of my favorite cartoons growing up was Thundercats. Man, they're going to have to be real careful of Chitara Ooh, or this yeah. is going to turn, it's going to breed a whole new type oh, of person. Yeah. I mean, they did a really good <laughs> job with the female character in Your Next. True. True. But you're right. It can go some places. Visually. Yeah. Visually. Yeah. You're going to have to be yeah. real careful. I feel like she was... Everybody's naked. They just have fur, right? Yeah. Mm, yeah. I think they're going to have to... Mm, <laughs> that's not going to work for me. <laughs> I am excited to see Mumra, though. <laughs> oh, my gosh. What was the other... Uh, we were quoting it in the house the other day. Oh, Randy was trying to get me to look for something. And I was like, give me sight beyond sight. <laughs> It's like, oh my God, we're such nerds. Nerds. Um, the other thing he's writing is the face-off sequel. What? Yep. I'm sorry. Yep. What? They're making a sequel to face-off, and he is writing it, and Adam Wingard is directing it. Oh, my God. I'm so immediately I excited about I know. that. I know. <laughs> So what I'm saying is this dude is, he stays busy. He is booked and blessed. I'm not mad about that work. No. I mean, all those things are things I'm interested in. And he's done like some, I mean, there's been some, you know, misses here. But honestly, so many of the the movies that I've really loved over the last decade, he has had his, his he's been a part of. So that's that's pretty cool. So this film itself took about five years for him to pull the financing together. And he, when he finally did it, he had a tight shooting schedule. The whole thing was shot over 22 days in Winnipeg, Canada. And he has ex- he has compared the experience doing his first directorial feature as uh, giving birth, essentially. Because it was amazing, incredibly painful, and he's ready to do it all again. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. And like I said at the beginning, it is now streaming on Shudder. So if that sounds like a good time to you, you can easily check it out there. That's what I got. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So let's get into this movie. Mars, tell me about Seance. 
So, Seance starts where we meet the majority of our main characters, which is uh, your group of mean girls who are all attending this boarding school. I almost called it overnight school. I don't know why. I clearly am very well versed in these (laughs) things. In a boarding school uh, where they're doing standard high school girl things where they're in the bathroom at night talking about the their school's local legend of the Edelvine ghost, mm. who is a girl who supposedly killed herself in that bathroom. I And I I don't know. Some, some, of, some of these lines about this movie were a little odd, but the one where she's like, the dorms have changed, but the bathrooms have always been the same. I was like, that's a really weird <laughs> statement to be ominous about. Wouldn't that be more like a... The dorms have changed, but the bathrooms have always stayed the same. Because, like, would you really, you know, I don't know. I just feel like bathrooms that have not been updated since the 50s are a little <laughs> But anyway, that's besides the point. So they, apparently the, you know, the urban legend is that if you are in the bathroom at the exact moment when this girl killed herself and say this mm-hmm. chant, that she'll appear in the mirror behind you. So the girls say the chant all except for our girl, Carrie, who's kind of freaked out, but also trying to like be very like, this isn't going to work. You guys are dumb for thinking it's going to work. And she gets a little bit teased for it. And but, you know, nothing happens. No one appears in the mirror behind them. But then they hear a sound in the the bathtub, which, again, this is a a dorm building and they just have an open air bathtub. (laughs) But whatever. Not questioning. Moving on. Alice, our main our our head leader, mean girl, pulls back the curtain and the tub is full of blood and then a ghost rises from it. And Carrie runs screaming from the bathroom. Turns out it's a prank. I also love that up until her death, Lenora is constantly just the one who's always con- conveniently missing and then appears as the ghost. You know, she always ends up being the one who's playing, the one who's hiding in the corner uh-huh. or whatever. And yet every time, every time these girls are like, oh... Where's Lenora? Oh, well. I'm like, are we not seeing the pattern? It is always Lenora. Lenora loves a prank, man. She, she, th- that is yeah. her kink. She thrives on a prank. <laughs> so it turns out that it's a prank that Lenora, Alice, and Bethany had set up. And Carrie runs back to her room and slams the door. So all the girls are in the bathroom cleaning up the prank, you know, giving Alice shit for scaring them and all this. Carrie's in her bedroom and she hears... A scratching sound her closet door opens and there is a face watching her mm-hmm. from the bathroom all the girls hear her scream and they're just like oh she's probably just trying to get us back you know whatever so they go to her room where they find that carrie has supposedly fallen from the window and is now dead and that is our intro <laughs> cut to our introduction to our main character camille meadows who is currently in a cab on her way to edelvine academy where she's starting late in the year because, you know, a spot opened up because Carrie died. We meet Camille. We meet Mrs. Landry, the headmistress. And we meet Helena, who's the student. I can't remember what her actual title was. But, you know, she's the welcome yeah. committee student who, like, shows Carrie around and shows her where her room is and helps her learn about where her classes are and everything like that. And at one point, she, you know, Helena shows Camille to her new room, which is also the one that Carrie used to have because it's the only open one. And does the like, yeah, I'll meet you in the study room and I, we can go over your classes and things like that. Camille notices that her light is flickering and puts in, at some point, a maintenance request for it. But she's just kind of 
the room feels creepy, right? And I mean, I don't blame her, but aside from ghost things, it would also kind of creep me out if you're like, oh, the only reason why I'm here is because a girl died. Yeah, in yeah. she died in this room like a week ago. Great. Yeah, and now I'm here already. So in the study room, Camille happens to sit at the very wrong table and is very quickly taught that that's not the table for her. That's the table for the mean girls click. And Helena tries to, you know, be like, hey, you know, we'll just sit somewhere else. But Camille doesn't back down. And she's very snarky. And I kind of love her in this part. Ends up, oh, my gosh. I actually love her and Alice mm-hmm. in this part. Because Alice is mean girl, you know, whatever. She's a bully. But when the fight starts, I actually loved that it wasn't your standard girl movie, your movie mm-hmm. girl fight where it's just clinging to hair and squealing. Yeah. It was brutal. Yeah. It was real punches. Right. Which like is way more Alice realistic, is... by the way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That shot where Alice just has Camille by her hair and she's just punching down into her yeah. face. Like, I was like, oh, damn. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a real yeah. fight. That's mm-hmm. an actual fight. That's not just squealing and pulling at each other's hair. That's a fight. So they all get called to the principal's office. Where Camille refuses to, or I mean, they all refuse to say how it started, and thus they all get detention. Mm -hmm. Later that night, we get kind of our first, Camille has her first kind of really spooky experience where she's sleeping and hears the scratching noise. And she goes to investigate by looking under her bed. But then when she sits back up, there's a bloody ghost in her bed. An actual bloody ghost, not like a British ghost. But like, there's a. There's a... I do declare this ghost in the bed. <laughs> that's not even British. That's like. So... I do declare. <laughs> I do declare. I believe there is a spirit haunting my bed chambers. <laughs> Did you know? Hold on. Fun fact. <laughs> Get ready. This is going to be fun. But did you know that the original British accent actually sounded like a Southern accent? Yes. Really? That is where the Southern accent comes from. And that the British accent has evolved. Whoa. Yeah. So Mind I do blow. declare. <laughs> it's actually accurate. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah. Someone said it on a show and like everyone made fun of them and then they looked it up and it was true. Oh yeah. my god. <laughs> that blew my mind. <laughs> that is my favorite fact right? of the day. <laughs> this is the best fact we've had since we all originated from our buttholes. <laughs> <laughs> all right, sorry. I, I we're back to our bloody ghost. <laughs> bloody good ghost. <laughs> Camille does find herself a bloody poltergeist. I'm wondering. <laughs> no. Um, so she, there's a ghost in her bed and it's bleeding from the head. It's that's, I rhymed. Whoops. <laughs> What's happening? It's Friday night, girl. <laughs> I have Friday yep, nightitis yep. like crazy. Yep. It's not the first time, or it's not the last time Camille will see a ghost, but it also, this might be a dream because what happens next is she's woken up to someone knocking on her door. So maybe it's a dream. Maybe she saw a ghost. I don't know. It doesn't honestly matter. So someone's knocking on her door and she wakes up and it's Trevor, who is actually Mrs. Landry, the headmistress. It's her son who grew up, you know, on campus because she's the headmistress of the school. And now he works as the kind of like maintenance guy. And she had, you know, submitted that maintenance request for her light bulb. 
And she also kind of thinks there might be a draft at her window because it was she felt a, some cold air last night. But she just, in a move that I would never do because maybe I'm too paranoid, but I would never just be like, all right, and you just let yourself out when you're done because you're a stranger. That yeah, that was wild. Also, effects. the minute he walked in, I was like, mm-mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not him. Leave that door yeah. open. <laughs> uh-oh. So the girls, because nobody was... And kind of like what was a cool move on everybody's part, because no one snitched. But no one snitched on how that fight started, so everybody has detention. Their detention task being that they are, basically they're just digitizing all of their books and papers and things so that everything is searchable on the internet. And I actually, like, I kind of like that Alice, even though she's head mean girl, she's leader of the mean girls, and at some point she's like, look, can we just put all that aside so that we can just be done with this? And I'm kind of, I don't know why I liked that because it was, I think I liked it because it was kind of out of character for Uh what you would expect from the stereotypical head mean girl. That she's like, look, I also don't want to be here. So can we just not fight and just do this so we can be done as fast as possible? And I liked that part about her character. There is actually a few things that I kind of like, I think Alice, not like in dramatic, drastic ways, but there are things about what you expect from Alice's character that didn't right. happen. And so I kind of like that she was just just slightly di- where it was like, maybe she's not inherently a mean girl leader. She just kind of doesn't give a shit. Yeah. You know, I mean, I think <laughs> she's, she's like, and everything else just kind of definitely a mean girl. It's just that she got to have other levels as well, which typically yeah. the mean girl is just a mean girl, but she also could just be practical. Like, I don't like you. You don't like me. I want to get the fuck out of here. So let's just put the bullshit aside so we can get the fuck out of here and I can go back to bullying (laughs) you and being a Yeah, right? Basically, yeah. Like, I also, I don't want to be here either. So let's just get out of here. And I liked that. It was a little moment. It was a little moment, a little detail, but I actually Mm -hmm. really liked that. So they get to work scanning things, spooky doings in this library basement kind of thing. But it mostly turns out to be Yvonne and Lenora fucking around just being dicks yeah <laughs> like just being weirdos and helena kind of makes that snarky she's like i tell you they get better once you get to know they them, don't they really don't <laughs> i don't know if it's just the horror movie nerd in me or the mystery nerd in me but i always get very excited when we get a basement full of racks and racks of books in a movie i'm always like yeah, yeah good's gonna go down here <laughs> i don't know what that yeah. is but whatever you see the poorly lit basement with just rows of books and file folders oh you know something good is coming we're gonna uncover some mysteries creepy things are happening behind the books (laughs) yeah right and they do have they do do the thing where the book falls off the shelf for no reason you know and then she sees and the the thing is so our reoccurring theme with this ghost and or murderer is well we know it's some we're spoiling it, whatever. We know it's a human yes. murderer, right? But they're wearing that same mask. But the whole thing is the girls had all made masks in their mm-hmm. theater arts class. And so, you know, but but this one particular mask is the one that keeps appearing in the closets. And, like, you know, when someone gets murdered, it's this one specific mask. So Yvonne and Lenora play their prank. Camille asks Helena some more details about, you know, quote-unquote, the girl who died. Because, you know, she all she knows is that a girl died and that's how she got the spot in the school but she doesn't really know how we get more details about how helena and carrie used to be friends until carrie started hanging out with alice and all them and then she didn't have time for helena anymore and they are overheard by alice who 
mentions that she'd been wanting to hold a seance in order to try to contact Carrie, so why not do it now? So Helena and Camille kind of rejoin the group, and they're just like, are you serious? Like, are you seriously going to do this? And they're like, yeah, why not, you know? We looked up a ritual online. It's in Latin. Because that's always a good idea. Right. That always ends well. Roll credits. Everybody's happy. (laughs) Right. I mean, it's only ever going to go one of two ways. Either you accidentally summon something or you look like a dumbass because you just read Latin off the internet and expected something to happen. One of two ways. But, you know. And so as they're coming back into the room, Camille's like, yeah, we'll totally do it. And Helena's like, what the hell are you talking about? And Camille kind of lets her in that someone is hiding in the corner and that they're just trying to scare them because, shocker, Lenora's hiding in the cor- corner and is going to scare them. So she tells her to just play it cool and they're going to play along. You know, they make a planchette out of... I, I don't feel like I lipstick was the I have questions about how, the, how this planchette worked. I have many questions about the physics of this planchette. I also have many questions about why lipstick was the medium because you feel like you make two swipes and that thing's done yeah right are they constantly rolling it out i know that these are not logistics that ultimately matter but it it distracted me it distracted me from the moment wondering how does this work and why wouldn't you just use a pencil right because a pencil doesn't require you to constantly be twisting the tube yeah and lipstick it's not like a marker where you can make lots of you know, you just keep drying. Like, lipstick is soft and will just rub all the way down to, you know, if enough pressure is applied. It's not going to last that long. So, I don't know. I also... Does it really matter? Was distracted, but... was distracted by the logistics. I feel so. like that's one of those cases where, like, a boy is writing this. And yeah. their limited <laughs> exposure to lipstick and its functionality maybe make this not make a ton of sense. Yeah, I mean, and I'm willing to just accept it for what it is, but I also, I agree, I was very mm-hmm. distracted by, that's not, that no. wouldn't work. That wouldn't work like no. that, no. anyway. Yeah, yeah. But they appear to contact a spirit, which is giving them messages about, like, you know, she's gonna kill you, she's here, the ghost is real, things mm-hmm. like that. And before Lenora gets her chance to jump out of the, the corner... Spooky shit actually happens. The planchette flies across the room, knocks out the candle. Everybody is freaked out. Camille comes face to face with the mask person. And then Mrs. Landry walks in and finds everybody just unsure of what just happened. Shooketh. Followed by a discussion where everybody's like, yeah, well, we were, you know, Alice is saying we were going to play a prank on you. We were just going to draw some pentagrams. And then Lenora was going to jump out of the corner and scare you. But we didn't do that. And so it's kind of starting the conversation of maybe there is a ghost. Helen and Camille are still skeptical or whatever. But, you know, everybody else who was in on the joke is claiming that they didn't do that, that it didn't go the way that they had planned. Something else was moving the planchette. And I love that this scene ends with Lenora, who has been quiet this whole time, just goes, okay, seriously, I couldn't see or hear anything from the corner. Can anybody <laughs> tell me what happened? Yes. <laughs> I did love that, the idea of her sitting there the whole time while everybody else is talking about shit, and finally she's like, okay, seriously, I have no idea what happened. (laughs) Which feels very real to me. There are touches (laughs) here in the writing that I think are pretty great. I have some issues with it for sure, but there are little moments where I think it's, you can see that this is also a person who's done some really great work in terms of screenwriting. Yeah, and there are some, there are, I mean, I agree with you, but there are 
some little moments sprinkled throughout this movie that I'm just like, I've never seen that happen before and mm-hmm. I like it. And that was funny or that was unexpected or something. And there's just these little details that I don't know how, you know, it's, you know, I love that that was thought of and that was came, come up with because it's just, I don't know. There are little things, I'll get to them when they happen. But I do, I love that Lenora just finally admitting like, seriously, I have no <laughs> idea what happened. What are we talking about? Yeah. <laughs> So as the girls are leaving, Camille and Helena are walking together and discussing whether or not they believe the girls and whether or not they did anything or whatever. And, you know, of course, it can't be trusted. The other girls split up. Lenora says she's going to go her own way because she wants to text a guy that she's been texting and uh, apparently take pictures of herself in the dark in the woods. That's not a flattering lighting situation, but sure, whatever. (laughs) One of the pictures she takes of herself, there's I, a figure I thought of in the you background. when we found out that she, she was talking about taking pictures of her feet. I was like, oh. <laughs> at least they spared you. Like, they mentioned it, but they spared you the actual photo shoot. I don't think there's any the feet action. in the at all. There's some, there are. but it's okay. <laughs> of course. <laughs> I don't think there's any. F- oh, right. When the girl slips in the, yeah, in the bathroom. Yeah. In yep, the shower. Yep, yep, you're right. You're right. But I mean, yeah, yeah I guess. Uh, yeah, but it's it quick, is quick. Yeah. and it's not, and it's it's more so we're seeing feet so that we know what is happening in the scene, and not we're seeing feet to look at feet. So the presentation, I accept, I accept that for you would upset what it was. you to know what I was talking <laughs> to about the other day about how I wish people wanted pictures of my feet so I could sell them on the internet and quit my job. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really want to do like nude modeling or anything, obviously, for many reasons. But if I thought I could make a lucrative business out of taking pictures of my feet, I totally would. Or, you know, the thing where it's like someone just wants you to wear sneakers without socks right? for a week and then yes! mail them to them. Can I, how do I, get, how do like, I yeah. break into that business? Twitter, I think. I think you have to start on Twitter. I don't know how, but somehow. Anybody that know? Like the I want to get into the foot, like the foot bit foot porn business (laughs) yeah because like i I feel like when you're good at it it's lucrative and i would love for my day to be like i'm gonna go get a pedicure i'm gonna take some pictures of my feet and i'm clocked out that's the dream that's the dream my face isn't in it it's just my feet i don't feel sexual about feet so i don't feel weird about people looking at my feet you know what i mean yeah theoretically i know that it's not for you but like theoretically if that could be your job two hours out of your day just taking pictures of your feet and getting your toes painted that would just be amazing you know and as much as i am anti-foot it doesn't sound like, like if you juxtapose deal. hands for feet imagine if your day was i wake up i get a manicure i take some pictures of my my feet my hands resting on a pillow or something and then my bills are paid and i'm free yeah, I mean, it does not sound like a. I mean, even I would do the foot thing if I could just right? like that called it. I feel like a, I, you know, decent I, I went down some YouTube rabbit hole where it was one of those YouTube channels that, you know, the things where they call it like, like true yeah. TV or something. It's just little 10 minute blurbs about uh-huh. something, you know, whatever. And so, and so I got hooked on one or, you know, whatever, and it spiraled into other things. But it ended on one of this woman where it was like a 15-minute video where she's a mm. foot model. And she just talks about what she does, you know. And she doesn't do, you know, she understands that the people who are paying for her, you know, yeah. products are, it's a sexual yeah. thing for them. It's not for her. And she doesn't do nudity or things like that. But she was talking about the different orders that she gets 
the common themed ones. It's not like she has mm-hmm. a menu. It's just people make requests and then, you know, depending on the video, photo, mm-hmm. photo, you know, whatever. I just called it a photo. <laughs> <laughs> you know, she charges based on that. But she was talking about how there are common uh-huh. themes of things people like. And one of them is, I can't remember what she called it, but it was where they want to be from the perspective of someone who's getting smashed by a giant foot so basically she makes little clay figurines like play-doh figurines and then puts the camera on the floor and does angles to make herself look like a giant because what the person wants is an angle of looking like her giant foot is smashing and human sexuality is wild it's it's all over the place never never know what's gonna work for someone yeah and then she was like that's all i do i just i make a tiny person out of play-doh and then i put it on the floor and i set my camera and then i step on it and then i and then money and, and then, then money, money i know i'm willing to step on some cakes like I mean, right. i'll put my feet in some sand whatever right. you want within reason i if you want to if you want to hit my venmos i will send you some pictures of my feet if somebody out there knows how to get into the foot business slide into the dms <laughs> I'm, I'm ready to make like, some money honestly, <laughs> And maybe this is a product of existing in society as I have for the past yeah. two years and everybody's losing their yeah. idea of what's appropriate yeah. and okay and what they're okay with. But I'm I'm sitting here like, yeah, I'd step into a banana cream pie right? barefoot if it meant that Line them up. Later. Line up the banana yeah. cream pies. Key lime. I don't – pecan. I mean, those might hurt my little feet. <laughs> but I would do it. I would do it. Hit- I'll, I'll, I'll stomp around in a bowl yes. full of jello. Someone out there is so <laughs> no excited <issue>. right now. <laughs> but yeah, if I could if I could figure out how to work that angle, just take pictures of my feet and send them to people and they'd send me money. Ooh, the dream. Anyway, sorry. I totally sidetracked us. <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out different ways that I can we can finance our our commune and if I mean, I don't I don't think it says great things about our mental health if this is what we're thinking about in order to chase I'm happiness. I'm just so tired. If that's where I'm we're at, so tired. if that's where we're at on the thermometer of what what can I do to make my life better, if we're already at foot photos. <sighs> but I mean, think about it. We're just walking we're... around our gold mines. You know what I mean? <laughs> I know. <laughs> you remember, before the show, we were talking about like, don't you wish you could go back in time and invest in like being a truck driver because of how things are now with you know the the money situation for yeah. people who drive trucks? I I'm like, should I have taken better care of my feet? <laughs> 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 Is there still hope? I want to get one of those crazy foot peels and see what it comes what comes out of it and take some pictures, see what happens, make it happen, I, well, make it rain. Like, there's a part of me that's like, I wear socks right? every Your day. Your feet are probably this, in this, killer condition. Like you know, people who have never bleached well, their hair and they have that perfect virgin healthy hair uh, i feel like that's your feet they've never yeah. seen the sun i'm also thinking i wear socks oh. every day and if at the end of the day i just put them Ooh. in an envelope and mail them to someone Ooh. for money this is true you know because this this foot model that who is in this video she said that sometimes that's what she does where they request that she wear the same pair of socks every day for like two weeks and she's like that's probably my least favorite because that yeah. gets real gross but that's what they pay for. So I can, I can, I can wear it the up same and do it. socks for two weeks for the right, right, the right amount for a paycheck for the yeah. right amount. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't just do it for you know fifteen bucks, but for a decent chunk of change, I'd wear the same socks every day for a week. I yeah. would not, love and then it, mail them off. But I would like, do it. No, but you know what? Nobody loves their job a hundred. That is true. Of the time. 
<laughs> that is very, very true. So I don't know. Let's let's make it happen. Who wants podcast trophy? <laughs> I think this is the weirdest tangent we've ever gone. Which is saying a lot because I feel like we have really gone some places over the years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this one's yeah. the strangest, I think. <laughs> Anywho. <laughs> anyway. So Lenora's in the woods, take well in the woods outside of this in the small wooded area outside of the school, taking photos for this guy. One of the photos has the masked murderer in the background, and so she's just kind of like, Oh fuck that. But before she gets a chance to leave the woods, she gets murdered. And this is probably one of my favorite types of horror movie murders where the person is clearly going to die, is still alive, though, and can see people walking around going about their business, but they just don't know she's in the woods because she can't scream and they didn't see it and whatever, and it's just right on the edge. I don't know why, but that's one of the scariest scenarios uh-huh. I can think of, where you're just so fucking close. Yes, you can and, see them. If you could just you know, call out to them, but she couldn't. Oh, Yeah, but she couldn't. And then she gets dragged away. Our next scene is, and I, this is... It's like nothing really happens in this, but I need to bring it up because it's probably it's one of my favorite weird details about this movie. But it's Camille listening to music while she's studying and then her speaker kind of starts to flicker out and then she has some spooky ghost feelings. But what I love is that this is where we're introduced to the fact that Camille listens to like scary movie soundtrack music recreationally. We're outside of the building. We're zooming up to the window and we have that like scary movie music. And then it turns out it's playing on the speaker in yeah, her room. If there is an interesting use of diegetic and non-diegetic music in this movie. It's almost like it, it, it dictates the gaze. If you're in her head, you'll know because when she does and doesn't play the music will either be like, you know, like she'll take her earphones out and you'll realize the music that you thought was non-diegetic music actually was her listening to the music. It's really yes. interesting, actually. I I actually, I do love that. I, it is really interesting, but also I just love the idea of her being that kind of yeah. weirdo. The music that's, that's is what very she's strange in this. The first time we get it when she's alone in the room when she first gets to the dorm, I was like, what is this music? And I was trying to figure out if it was like, I think it's referencing sort of Italian 70s horror, maybe? I love it. It's very unexpected. Honestly, I really uh-huh. liked it. It kind of reminded me of a mix between, like, at times it felt like American Horror Story when it was the chorus, the ah, ah, <laughs> yeah. like, kind of, and then you get kind of that 70s, 80s kind of synth, but not quite synth. You know what I mean? That kind of that. Dee, 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 dee. I don't know. I really liked the music throughout this movie. I don't know. I I liked I liked the score to this mu- this movie. It was kind of played between is this campy or is this scary. Mm-hmm. kind of mm-hmm. for me yeah I yeah, yeah I definitely because it. it did seem like is this going to be corny or is this creepy and that's kind of both i kind of like that it's both yeah it was weird and i liked it uh-huh. like good uh-huh. weird. it just it was very on there is a there is definitely sort of a score trend right now there's a particular kind of music that you get i feel like more and more it's largely like synth scores very 80s throwback and this thing is totally unlike the mainstream kind of horror score i think Mm-hmm. yeah yeah and i do know that he's kind of referencing giallo that's why i thought maybe it was like a callback to italian horror i don't know i don't know i liked it i thought it was weird but like in a weird in a good weird way like i don't know yeah i thought it's quirky quirky maybe is a perfect word, word for it yes yeah yeah 
good weird. When I say good weird, I guess I mean quirky, and I just haven't made it to that word yet. So Camille kind of has some weird, spooky, ghosty feelings, but then Helena shows up with some notes, and Camille starts talking about how her grandmother said that you know when someone dies, sometimes the energy, you know, I don't know, yeah. just your standard. We all know the rules of ghosts. Yeah. Ghost movie. Yeah. Grudge standard rules. Got conversation. it. The next day, all the girls are in their ballet class, and this is where I, and I think. Probably everybody. I'm not trying to like, this is where I started to figure it out because it's kind of obvious that Camille's bad at ballet, but she then, you know, Mrs. Landry is like, don't, didn't you go to, you know, I can't remember the prestigious school was, but some school for ballet. And Camille's kind of like, oh yeah, no, I just didn't sleep well and I have cramps. But the fact that she was very clearly had no idea what she was doing. I was kind of like, okay, so she lied her way into this school. I didn't necessarily at this point figure out exactly how she had lied but i was kind of like okay all right you're not good at ballet when you said that you were but it's during this class that mrs landry gets the call that all of lenora's friends she's supposed to have a meeting with all lenora's friends because lenora's missing because lenora's dead but at this point you know when miss landry meets with all the girls she says that most of lenora's personal effects are missing from her room so it looks like she left and she just wants to know if any of these girls you know, if she had said anything to her friends about leaving or going on a trip or meeting up with that guy or whatever. And they're all just kind of like, no, she wouldn't she wouldn't just leave without telling us. And we think her phone is off and that's weird. And, you know, basically Mrs. Landry just dismisses them. So Camille decides that she's going to contact Trevor, the maintenance guy, to let them into Lenora's room so they can look around. And... I don't know. They're all there's that moment where they're like, Trevor doesn't talk to anybody. And she's like, I don't know. He gave me his number, whatever. So he lets them into Lenora's room, which is, you know, apparently messy, but also apparently just the way Lenora's room always was. This is the confusing thing. So this is when we're introduced to the back of the drawer hidey hole scenario. But I am not sure what they pulled out of it. Out of, oh, out of the, drawer out of lenora's drawer because remember alice pulls out and she's like you don't think she'd leave without this right and then camille takes it but i don't know i don't understand what it was i'm wondering if they all knew about the hidey hole because they all put stuff in it oh so she was like she wouldn't leave without her most precious hidey hole items i think maybe i mean because and now you're saying that i'm realizing it's kind of a plot hole because we know what's in it and so I'm like, why would Carrie stuff be in Lenore's room? Unless. Is that what it well, was? Yeah, because at the end you see the pictures of Carrie and Camille. Yeah, but what she pulls out of the drawer, it's in that plastic bag. And I couldn't figure there out what it was. There was pills and letters and photos and stuff. So I think it was all their stuff, I think, is what's going on. So Okay, so she was just saying, as a general concept, the things you're putting in the hidey hole are precious, and therefore you would not leave Well, I mean, them. I think they've, that... including Lenore, they've all put things in there that, yeah, yeah, Right, yeah. that's what I mean. So she's checking and is like, well, obviously she wouldn't leave without yeah. her hidey, you know. So whoever packed up her stuff didn't exactly. know about the hidey hole is kind mm-hmm. of over. Okay, okay. So, and Camille takes it, even though we never see it again or whatever. But anyway, and then Yvonne does the whole, oh, Lenora made her bed and pulls back the bedspread and there's a big bloody wiggly mm-hmm. cross in it. At which point they call Mrs. Landry and get in trouble, but also there's a big bloody wiggly cross. <laughs> that's not a good yeah. sign. I'm just I know that that's controversial, and I maybe I'm spoiling things, but I feel like a big bloody cross in your bed is a bad sign. 
yeah, you know, it's not the best. <laughs> so our next scene is the girls doing their, you know, standard library research where they're trying to find more about the Edelwein ghost because they're kind of on this trip of the Edelwein ghost is yes. killing them off. And I don't, I just thought I'd parse your feelings uh-huh. on this, that most of these movies are like, oh yeah, this girl who died in the seventies, you know, she's haunting this building and that our ghost in this movie died in nineteen. Yeah, that's the part of the movie where I turned to, dust, to dust and blew away <laughs> on the winds. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 when when they were like oh my god she died so long yeah. ago it was 1997 yeah. and i was like i've reached oh, urban god. legend level like age and that is not <laughs> a great feeling i didn't even know that you could be made to feel old that way but guess what you can <laughs> <laughs> and the fact that they're having to go through newspaper archives to learn about a girl who died in the late 90s brutal it's brutal yeah that was that hurt my feelings that was a difficult (laughs) yeah i felt personally attacked (laughs) that was probably yeah that was a difficult that was a difficult moment to get through in this movie yeah yeah but the point of the scene is that they find pictures of her and she's wearing a necklace that matches the cross that was in lenore's bed but i just couldn't care because the ghost is from 1997 right. Right. yeah the the <sighs> ghost has heard i'm just a girl by quinn <laughs> the ghost died when the spice girls yeah. were still popular. yeah she had a favorite spice girl <sighs> yeah it's fucking grim dude yeah <laughs> She probably said things yeah. like, as if. <laughs> oh, yep. so dark. We're so, <laughs> like, how the time marches on. It's a cruel mistress. I mean, and I was willing to overlook the comment made earlier before they are about to search Lenore's room. And she's like, yeah, people's brains start to die once they hit 30. I read that yeah. in a book. And I know that that was just supposed to be a right. teenage ignorance of like, oh, haha, the... The, the young and the dumb, you know, whatever. But then when we got to, you guys, I just found an article about a girl who died here in 1997. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> You're like, and now I am deceased. Thanks. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Thank you very much. <laughs> so this movie came out in 2021. And if that is the year that now uh, ancient ghosts die in the 90s, the future yeah. is Yeah, grim. it really, I, it. Honestly, it just sort of, by unlocking a new way to make me feel ancient, it's making me nervous about all the new ways that I'm going to be learning as the years continue to roll by. Yeah, I think that's that. this is my biggest takeaway from this movie, because this came out in 2021, so movies going forward might be very hurtful. I think there's a good chance. Yeah, I think I'm about to feel personally attacked by a lot of things <laughs> coming up. Yeah. Rough. Anyway, anyway, I guess moving on. <laughs> so our next murder happens with Rosalind getting murdered in the shower, as mm-hmm. we talked about. The feet. I mean, it's pretty. It's your pretty standard scary, misty shower. The lights go out, and then the shower, she turns the shower off, and then the shower turns back on, and the ghost is there, and Rosalind gets murdered. Camille is kind of doodling the bloody cross with a red pen over and over again and then some ghosty shit happens where like she looks away and then her pen is gone and then she picks up her pen and she looks away and then somehow the ink is all over her hands so she goes to wash her hands and finds rosalind in the bathroom cause of death is officially that she fell in the shower afterwards helena checks on camille and i really like the way i don't know if it's 
if it was the writing or the way the actor delivered it, but I love that it's that, like, I was checking on you because really I'm checking on me. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like, I am just trying to be like, no, 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 I mean, really, I could stay if you wanted, you know, but really she just didn't want to be alone because she's upset, you know, about people mm-hmm. dying and things. So Camille asks her if she wants to hang out. And then we get just that really cute scene where they're just lying in bed listening to music and getting Yeah. High, you know, it just, it was super sweet. But this is also the scene where Helena, you know, Helena has a lot of anxieties. And so Camille gifts her like a retractable baton. And her advice is, if you see anything that scares you, just bash it in the skull. And this is also kind of a moment where we get a little bit more insight into the mystery that is Camille. Because then Helen is like, well, don't you need it? And Camille's like, nah, I got it. And we're like, this is where I'm like, okay, all right. what's going on with Camille? Between this yeah. and the ballet, I was yeah. like, hmm. Yeah. Although I, yeah. I, I so was going that... in a private investigator direction is what I was thinking. Oh, she had been hired okay. to kind of like find, get to the bottom of it. Because there was the thing about how her parents wanted an investigation. Yes. Oh, to reopen I was the like, case oh, or whatever. I, I know the twist. I 50% <laughs> knew the twist. <laughs> so while they're getting high and trying to feel better about all of the death that surrounds them, Bethany is going to bed and she's on the phone with her mom. And then the ghost, again, that horribly creepy scratching yeah. sound. And then the ghost appears in Bethany's room and she screams, which wakes up. I also, I love this moment when it wakes up Camille and she jumps out of bed and Helena, who's half asleep, is like, wait, what? <laughs> like, I love that that was her. There are so many little tiny moments or details that just, honestly, I love so much. But I just love yeah. Elena's, like, because, you know, that's how a person would wake up to some yes. sudden commotion. It's just wait, being wait, like, what? wait, what? Oh, what? What's, go- yeah, what's happening? Totally. Yeah. <laughs> so Camille and Helena rush to Bethany's room and she says, you know, she was in my room. The Edelvine ghost, she believes the Edelvine ghost was in her room. And she threw her lamp at it and scares it away, which is a is something that. Camille notes where she's like, "Yeah, if it was a uh-huh. ghost, Bethany scared yeah. it away, and that's not what that's not." It, it's I I also love this where it's like Camille and Helena are trying to reason their way through it, where she's like, "Yeah, well, you know, she scared it away, and that's not what ghosts right. do." And Helena's just like, "But maybe we don't. Maybe ghosts we don't know what ghosts <laughs> do." And Yvonne's just like. Are you guys high? <laughs> Honestly, that was and like, I love the, like the best laugh for me in the movie when they're just like, <laughs> and I love I love Camille's reaction of just like, yeah, I mean, yeah, we are <laughs> caught us. <laughs> yeah, it's really funny. That's another one of the moments where they're, they're just so stoned and just trying to puzzle through what a ghost does. <laughs> so yeah. later. Camille gets a text from Helena saying that Alice wants them all to meet in the study room and that she's going to go and that Camille should go too. And when she gets there, Alice wants to have another seance to try to contact Rosalind. Will she ever learn? Yeah. So we pull out the same illogical planchette that still somehow works, but whatever. I'll get over it and move on emotionally (laughs) from that. Never. And they contact what they think or who they think is Rosalind. And they just ask, how did she die? Did someone kill you? And the ghost, the the ghost accuses Camille. The ghost says that Camille killed her. Mm-hmm. Also, you know, this also is something that I don't see in horror movies ever. And so I liked that it happened where, you know, Bethany 
Yvonne and Alice immediately are like, oh shit, you killed her. And, you know, Camille gets punched in the face at some point and she's just kind of like, why would I kill her? And Alice was like, you got, you were in a, you got in a fight with her. And Camille's like, no, I got in a fight with you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but what I really like is that the other girls are like, okay. I, and I love, I can't remember if it's Bethany. I think it's Bethany. Who, I mean, once you know the twist, it yeah. makes sense why she would act mm -hmm. this way. But I love when she's like, Camille, I'm so sorry. And if it's not you, I'll apologize later. But I'm just texting my brother right now. And I love that these three girls each sent a text to someone who knew them to be like, if something happens to me, it's it was Camille pretty Meadows. smart. Because you, pretty smart. Yeah. And you never you never see that in, in horror movies. And I loved that mm -hmm. they did that because, you know, it's smart. It's something I probably I would. You know, or and they even talk about like, well, maybe we should just call the FBI and leave an or the police and leave an anonymous tip so that they can't talk to us about it, but so that someone knows. That's I feel like one of the biggest gripes about horror movies is everybody's. You know, it's one of those like, why'd you run upstairs mm -hmm. and why didn't you call or why didn't you tell anybody or why did you go alone? You know, and so I think the fact that they incorporated actually sharing the hey, if I get murdered, it was this person. Look for this person, but also it doesn't in any way deflate mm -hmm. the movie it doesn't ruin the movie i actually liked that a lot so after this i think I, it seemed more like she was just stressed and didn't want to be a part of the situation anymore because yvonne says she needs to go practice her dance routine and i was just kind of like right now and yvonne's like yeah and i think it mostly was just her being like i need to not be in this room right now this is just a lot so yvonne goes to practice and gets murdered and i mean it's pretty obvious I think in the beginning of the scene that Yvonne's getting murdered. You know, she's in a dark theater yeah. by herself. Which, by the by way, I was like, really? Statues. All your friends keep getting murdered? You're like, I'm going to go into a dark, creepy room with statues and dance with headphones on. By myself. I'm like, yeah, right. This, this, we've entered into Darwin Award territory at this point. Yeah. Although, I, the only thing that I really like about this scene is the sound of... of sudden footsteps running at you across the stage the sound of someone running across the stage at you actually triggers fear in me because it's so sudden and so loud and so fast mm -hmm. the sound of running so i don't know something about that audio is actually really scary despite yeah. no the fact i agree that going into this scene you know exactly what's yeah. gonna happen there's no, no. shock or surprise that i will say this is the first murdered. time we actually get some violence i was like thank god yeah <laughs> yeah so it actually did creep me out the sound of those footsteps. That's always though. scary to be like with that rushing sound. Yeah, this is a totally different movie. But in in it, do you remember in the first it movie where the kids down in the basement of the library and then Pennywise comes running at him and you just hear his feet? That is one of the yeah. scariest scenes to me because of the sound of that running, that rushing, and just I think it's because yeah. it, it taps into the real world fear. Like if somebody is rushing you, there's never a good reason. No, and and the just how quickly you go from silence to the sound right. of running. Right. You. <laughs> I don't you know? like it. Yeah. It's so it actually, that sound actually mm -hmm. does creep me out. And so I liked that they made it such a prominent yep. sound effect because it actually, that is actually mm -hmm. is very scary. I think that's, I think it might be the only moment when I actually felt a little uh -huh. bit of alarm in this movie was based on that sound effect, but you know, so good incorporated also not shocking. The way this scene went. But the next scene, I, okay. After, the first time I watched this movie, I was like, that's a ghost. After I'd watched this movie, I was like, now I don't know. But the next scene is Camille reaching for her phone and a whole ass arm just grabs her wrist while she's reaching for her phone. 
And again, the first time I watched this movie, I was like, oh, ghost. But then I'm like, oh, fuck. It wasn't Trevor, was it? Could it have been Trevor? But regardless, Camille gets obviously freaked out and scared, hides under her blankets, and Carrie's ghost appears in bed next to her and tells her that she shouldn't there she wasn't supposed to be there or something and then i love the quick cut to helena answering her door and camille just being like my room's definitely haunted can i stay here tonight <laughs> yeah <laughs> which i mean it's crazy they i mean typically don't i guess they're like at a super she she school but usually there's at least a couple girls in a room yeah that, i kept thinking that the whole time where i was like i went to college where i didn't have my <laughs> right. own room you know right. <laughs> Granted, I'm not a rich person, but yeah, you. I feel like, and I've, I've never been to a boarding school. I've never even been inside Same. of a boarding school. So maybe I'm totally wrong, but I feel like you'd have at least two I mean, girls every room, other boarding school but... horror movie I've seen, there's girls, more than one girl in the room. And those yeah. rooms were big. They definitely would have yeah. put two girls in. I mean, to also, yeah. I mean, the classroom but... size, oh, the class size was also wildly small. So maybe, well, maybe it is that flossy. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Oh my god, I just realized that I skipped over a huge oh, yeah? plot point from what? the very beginning. So, in the beginning, after Camille leaves Trevor in her room and then goes to class, she's oh, in theater right. class where we find out that Bethany won a essay yes. contest and she won a quarter million dollars and her essay is going to be printed in the school newspaper and everybody should learn from her. Pretend like I said. I will that say that beginning. this actually creates another <laughs> plot point. Why did Carrie die? We'll get there. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna need just just know that I'm now struggling with that as a plot point. Also, this is the okay. moment where I'm gonna I was tell like, you right now. I knew who uh, I knew who the killer was. There was additional information I did not know, but this scene gave it away for me. With the with the whole like. In Japanese theater, men would wear these masks when they played women's roles. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. We're done. <laughs> All right. All right. All right. So, okay, so Camille stays in Helena's room because her room is yeah. definitely haunted. Meanwhile, Alice receives a text from Yvonne, who we know is dead, but Alice doesn't know is dead, saying that she's with Lenora, who we also know is dead, but she doesn't know is dead. And the text says, you know, come out front. We have a lot to talk about. And Alice is just, like, irritated. But she goes. Somehow, and I still, no matter no matter how many times I watch this movie, I still not can, cannot figure out what woke Camille up. But whatever. I think I'm she heard to. the other girl leaving her room. She heard the door. Okay. Or something. But whatever. So she gets up, slips a knife into the back of her pajama pants, which God knows how that stayed there. But uh -huh, whatever. Uh -huh. Again. I'll accept it sees Alice leaving and so she starts to follow her but once she reaches the corner the masked murderer is kind of waiting and knocks her out and kidnaps her Alice makes it outside of the building where she's like what the fuck is even she's like irritated where she's like you fucking you guys what the fuck and then she sees someone signaling her with a mm -hmm. cell phone light kind of off in the distance and she's like alright so she goes out and finds Lenora's body tied to a tree with like wire and then she's also mm -hmm. knocked out camille wakes up in that basement that library basement room tied to a chair with passed out alice tied to a chair next to her and then masked killer walks into the room and in the most tense moment in this movie puts that nail against her kneecap 
and just sort of gets ready to just pound that nail into her kneecap. And it was like, oh, I that level of violence would have been so far quickly escalated above anything else that had happened in this movie. That I was like, I, yeah, really? I was like, kind really? of, yeah, yeah. I mean, I appreciate them trying, but the, although, to be honest, something crazy happens at the end. <laughs> That's true. There is there is another crazy act of violence. But to this point, all we'd gotten are very minor violence. Like, to the point where even when we're reliving the different murders, we're kind of like, really? Yeah. That killed her? Yeah. You know, but, you know, but it was really tense watching hit this, you know, murder about to yeah. slam a nail I, and i did not want to see that, that i gotta been, be honest i i didn't that would have been that. fucking brutal we, we talk about soft tissue tissue damage and that i just kept thinking about is the kneecap gonna pop off oh i don't want it i don't want it but <sighs> this isn't that kind of movie so you're right i didn't really think it was gonna happen but like even just the implication that was in my head i was like nope do not want do not want yep two two out of left field if we had been building up to that or had anything that was already had me mentally at that level would have been a different reaction but at this point i'm like oh that's yeah. gonna be brutal yeah that's gonna be brutal but it doesn't happen because a second killer appears in the same mask and says you know she's gonna scream if you do that and the first killer says you know no one can hear them and Please. we get yes. killer reveal where it turns out killers are bethany and trevor who are secret, secret lovers, lovers. And this is where we get the villain revealing their whole plot. Oh, what I was going to say, say I this it. one, I, I got to say, that part of it surprised me a little bit. I was sure Trevor was the one, but I was not. I, the Bethany thing did kind of catch me a little off guard. Same. Because Same. though I have some issues with this movie, what I think it does do a good job of is setting you up with a lot of suspects. I found myself going, yeah. okay, it's definitely Trevor, but it could also be the mom protecting Trevor. Or it could right. be Helena because she has this sort of undefined relationship with Carrie. Or it could be like a total unreliable narrator and it's actually Camille. So I I think it does a good job in that respect. That I there while I always suspected Trevor, I wondered about a lot of other people in the movie. And I, I was grateful for that because when you figure out the t- the twist too early, the rest of the movie becomes a little bit of a slog. So yeah. In that respect, I think this movie is successful. Yeah, same. When it turned out it was Bethany, I no. did not. I mean, her motivation it. is Tr- so dumb. <laughs> yeah. But. So this is the part that I was interested to hear your thoughts on. I think we probably are yeah. going to end up agreeing. But it was one of the things where I was like, I wonder no. if I'm wrong. Am I not seeing something here? No. Because, hot damn, this yeah. is a weird one. So. Bethany starts giving her villain's monologue of why they were doing what they were doing. And it turns out she didn't have an essay ready for the essay contest. So she stole one of Carrie's. And then when she found out she'd won, she knew she had to kill Except Carrie. Except for she, did she find out? She, are we to believe she found out she won before the announcement? Yeah, okay. before it was announced. Because I was like, if she just, because she looked surprised. And I was like, if she just found this out, why the fuck did she kill Carrie? It's part of her, uh-huh. it was part of her act. Okay. So she knew that she'd won, and she knew that if, once it was announced and the, it was published, that everybody yes. would find out it was hers. It turns out that Trevor, in the creepiest move ever, had been making crawl spaces into these girls' closets and all these dorm rooms for years because he'd grown up in that, you know, 
living because his mom was the headmistress or whatever. And so she had him crawl space his way into Carrie's room and push her out a window. Then she found out it was going to be published in the newspaper, and she knew that once everybody read it, they would recognize it as Carrie's. So she realized she needed to kill fucking everyone, apparently. And so that's what started this. And then she, you know, she did the thing inconveniently. Then a new girl shows up who immediately starts a fight with everyone. And then everybody else sent those texts saying, if something happens to me, it was Camille Meadows. And then it turns out that Trevor used to be babysat by the girl who is the quote unquote Edelvine ghost. And he wanted to scare her one night, so he scared her, and she wouldn't stop screaming, so he killed her with a hammer, or knocked her out, or whatever, and then made it look like a suicide, which again, I know, little logistics, doesn't matter, but- Didn't they think it was weird that her head was crushed? Right? (laughs) They're like, oh, she died by slitting her own wrist, the head wound was probably something unrelated. (laughs) Like, (laughs) this, okay, okay. I, I appreciate that they got me. Did not see the twist coming on this front. But all of this, this sort of, all the machinations and the, like, I killed everyone because I didn't want them to find out about my essay. Are you telling me that disposing of bodies and setting this stuff is is easier? (laughs) It's an easier... It's easier than being like... buy it. It's it's a shame because I I think there's some really good stuff in here, but I was just like... And then... Same. Really? That's what we went with? Was I stole an essay? We went with yeah. plagiarism as For, the like, motivation. killing all of her friends. Yeah. 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 I will say what follows this is great. But this part? Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> Everything that, I mean, the things that happen after this part, I love a yes. lot of. There's a lot of things that I really love about mm-hmm. what comes after this. But this whole thing, I remember sitting there and being like, wait, what? <laughs> what? What? <laughs> I'm sorry. What? Yeah. <laughs> it's just, and then there's some part of me where I was like, "Did I walk through the roulette?" And I'm watching like a WB. I mean, show the monologuing. I bananas. mean, bananas. It, it's so weirdly. I mean, I guess maybe it's meant to be a throwback. It's meant to be satirical. It almost feels satirical. The motivation and the five minute monologue about, oh, I'm going to twirl my mustache and this are, these are my plans and our secret love. I'm, I'm just like, what? 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 Yeah, this is why what? I wanted to talk to you about it because I was like, am no. I missing something? Is this clearly supposed to be satire and I'm taking it, it too seriously? It feels like satire, but it's, but it's, if it is supposed to be satire, the tone is very unclear. I don't yeah. know that it's meant to be satire. Yeah. Okay. All right. I just wanted to make sure that I no, wasn't no, no. completely you're on, off, you're on. off base with this. Okay. Good. Good. So the whole plan is that they're going to frame Camille for everybody's murder and then have, make Camille look like she killed herself and then later make Helena look like she killed herself, et cetera, et cetera. But while this is happening, the power gets shut off. So Bethany goes to fix the breaker leaving Trevor with a still-passed-out Alice and Camille. And just when shit's looking like it's about to get real murdery... Oh, I guess before this, I forgot. Helena wakes up and finds Mm -hmm. Carrie's ghost staring out her window. And she does the thing where she kind of looks away and looks back, and she's gone. She's like, oh, I must have been sleeping. (laughs) But then she gets up and looks where Carrie was looking and sees a light. I actually really love the way these shots matched, where she looks at and she sees that light flickering through the basement window. And immediately we cut to a close-up of Camille, but we see the same light flicker pattern 
and that's how we connect like oh shit she's looking in the same room i and it's so simple it feels like something that could have been put together in such like a painstakingly obvious like oh well duh but somehow i don't know if it's because we cut to a close-up instead of a light bulb flickering to show well that's the light bulb that's flickering instead we get a close-up of camille and seeing the light flicker on her was such a good match without it being like a i wanted to direct your attention to the flickering light bulb Mm -hmm. you know what i mean i thought it was really i thought it was just one of those quiet connective moves that i kind of like it was it was a graceful way of saying this is what she's looking at but anyway the power goes out and helena has made her way to the basement and she just knocks out trevor with this baton and i do love yeah Camille's and again again and that there's <laughs> these little touches like that it's the thing you want to hear somebody say in these moments how many times have you been watching yeah. one of these movies and like they you knock the killer out and then they turn their you're like no keep stabbing <laughs> don't stop yeah right decapitate <laughs> yeah right confirm so death. yeah i super appreciate that yeah so Helena hits him again and knocks him out. They start to make their escape. Alice is still passed out, completely passed out. So it's between Camille and Helena to kind of carry her out of the room. But as they're about to leave, power comes back on and Bethany just absolutely nails Helena with a hammer in one of those movements where you're like, you don't come back from that. Yeah. You don't you don't bounce back from that quite as easily as she did. But sure, whatever. So, and I also, and also, I like, again, little details. So Helena gets knocked out and falls. Still unconscious Alice just flops down next to her because she's still unconscious. And I don't know why that was funny to me. Because at this point, she's just a rag doll that they're kind of just carrying (laughs) around from room to room. (laughs) (laughs) And I kind of love that no reaction from Alice because she's unconscious and has been for a minute. But, and I, I don't know. I don't know why that was funny. I mean, I thought it was surprisingly realistic. Again, there's these moment touches of realism. Yeah. So now we've got a Bethany versus Camille situation. And this whole fight scene, dope. It gives more of that mystery to Camille's character of where the fuck did this girl come from? Because she's fighting like a secret agent at this point. But then there's minutes of realism at the same time. You know, like I love where she grabs Bethany's tie. And yeah. starts punching her while also yeah, strangling yeah, yeah, yeah. her, you know. But then there's those realism, you know, the the moments of realism where Bethany cuts through the tie with the knife, and Camille's just like, ah, <laughs> you know. Like, Although, why are they suddenly both martial artists in this fight scene? It's I so know, silly. but I yeah, was yeah, yeah. into it. I, was I do so love the it. I love and the I lo- light falling. That's my favorite when she just kind of goes oh out of frame, God. and then the thing goes, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, boom, right into her face. But I and I love that moment where they're fighting. They take a pause, and Bethany notices that Camille's hand is shaking, and that's when she sees like, "Oh, I got her!" And that's why she lets her scramble climb her way to the top of that bookshelf. And I do love the whole top half of Camille's body disappears off screen, and we're like, "What the fuck?" Even and all of a sudden, the light out of nowhere (laughs) nails Bethany in the face, and then. Camille's doing that slow walk up, like, yeah, I got you. And then that piece of plaster falls out of the ceiling and cracks her on the head, uh-huh. knocks her out. I just, I loved that. It was so fucking funny. And just out of nowhere. So, but so they're both passed out. Bethany wakes up, thinks she's got the upper hand because she's got the knife, but Camille's got a light bulb. And yeah, that's that, I mean, that's the thing is this movie has been deeply PG, PG-13 through the whole movie. We got that one little bit of blood when I think, I can't remember, the, the girl who's dancing gets killed. 
And then suddenly this last section goes hard R. And I was like, where have you been? I, yeah. it's so she stabs her yeah. and then she just pulls it across her. It's pulls great. It. Oh. It's such, it's good practical effect. It's good blood work and the latex on her neck. It's, ew, it's so gruesome. And I loved it. It and I realized good. that's what the yeah, movie had yeah. been missing up until this point. I know that makes me sound like a fucking weirdo, but listen, I'm a horror fan because I want to see this shit. <laughs> right. Yeah. So then Camille meets back up with Alice, who's waking up, and Helena, who somehow is not just completely in just the highest yeah. altitudes of pain. Because I feel like I feel like yeah. Bethany got her good, you know. And that yeah. Anyway. Anyway, whatever. And I do, I love Camille's little comment where, like, Al, or, uh, Helena's sitting up and she's like, you know, take it easy. I, I think, think we're all concussed. <laughs> I think yeah. we're all concussed. <laughs> you did just have cement fall on your head, girl. I think there's a good chance you are also and, concussed. And that would make it the second time that she was knocked yeah. unconscious yeah. within an hour. That's, That's not bad good. for the brain. <laughs> That's not great. It's not good. And... Anyway, you know, so little bits of dialogue, and a lot of them happen in this very last, you know, 20 minutes of this movie or whatever. But Camille tells them to leave and call the police. She's going to stay because Trevor's here. And she said, you know, just tell the police to come here. I'm going to stay here to make Trevor, you know, make sure he doesn't get away. But of course, he's gone already when she turns the corner. Trevor's awake, and he's, you know, and he made, again, so many things I like about this movie, so many things I don't. But I hate, I hated that super cheesy comment he makes when Bethany's like, guess we can take the masks off. And he's like, I like wearing oh my God. masks. And Shut up. Like, oh, <laughs> oh, my God. Were you also born to the darkness? <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> yeah. And so he's wandering around with the mask on, stalking Camille. And he knocks a bookshelf over onto her and he thinks he's got the upper hand but then and i love just that shot of her arm shooting up and stabbing him in the calf with her knife and then he stumbles and just cracks his shin right right in half and she had made some comment to him earlier about you know if you don't do this you could just go to the hospital go to the you know go yeah instead of going to jail you could go get mental health or, or mental help or whatever and she crawls out of underneath this bookshelf and I, okay, there was a little moment, I have no way of describing it other than just describing the part where it happened, where he's laying there and he's like, you know, his leg's broken. He's like, oh, I should have killed you first. And just that deep sigh she does and that look of, yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> I yeah. love just that little, like, yeah, I mean, right. not wrong kind of shrug yeah. she does. But she's also physically exhausted, yeah. double concussed, you know, so she's also stumbly and leaning on that, you know locker bookshelf thing and i love her kill statement where she's like how many friends did you have growing up and he's like i don't know and she goes i just uh, had one and then knocks over that bookshelf of the movie oh, <laughs> cuts his head right oh, off so but gross. i love her little vengeance her little vengeance statement i just had one like oh so good so good so good <laughs> So after this, Camille runs back to her room and starts just packing up her shit. And she pulls out of her hidey hole a package of letters and photos that show the thing that we already at yeah. this point have figured out, that she and Carrie were friends and that she was here because Carrie died here. And apparently Carrie was her only friend. I have so many questions about yeah. Camille. You know, if they grew up together, but Carrie was also going to high school, to boarding school, and also how is... Does Camille have assassin skills? Right. Because she assumed, yeah. 
So she's trying to bug out, basically. As she's leaving, Helena stops her and says, you know, I thought you were going to leave like this. And Camille finally, even though, again, the thing we all kind of suspected, that Camille assumed someone else's. Oh, I guess she actually, she admits it to Bethany. When she's like, if you're going to frame me for this, I guess you tried to look me up, right? And that's when we find that, or, you know, it's confirmed that Camille stole someone's personality in order to, or someone's identity in order to get into the school and that her name isn't even Camille and she's not good at ballet, Uh (laughs) you know, all these other things. But as she's leaving, she explains to Helena that, you know, she and Carrie grew up together and she, if Carrie killed herself, she needed to know why. And she's not really Camille Meadows and... You know, if the police are looking for her, they're probably going to have a hard time finding her. And she's got to go somewhere else and be someone else for a while. And Helena is clearly sad because you can tell that Helena doesn't yeah. make a lot of friends. Or she makes friends, but she makes friends that don't stick with her. You know, and then, you know, oh, and we get that cute moment where they kiss and, Helena, and you know, Camille's like, I'll find you. And then she looks up in what is, we go sweet to so shatteringly cringy awkward for helena where camille looks up into the window and sees carrie's ghost and waves to it and helena thinks camille's waving at her yeah so she waves back yeah and then camille kind of notices like oh i wasn't waving at you but yeah you too <laughs> and then leaves and yep. that's the movie. i wish there had been a little more seeding in with the whole camille and helena little romance there's that moment where she touches her arm but i mean they're in all girls school so everything reads as queer to me but i wish there had been a little bit more ex- not ex- you know like more explicit like that there was something going on between them on that level because it felt a little like yeah. it came out of nowhere for me i mean i'm not complaining you know it's great yeah but it, I, it would have been nice to have that seated in because i think it would have added to the dynamic of their relationship and yeah some it would have i would have yeah the exactly it would have given bit. us some more yeah. stakes and given us something to invest in because i kept thinking she was 21 jump streeting it you know i mean to be honest yeah. like everybody looks like they're 30 <laughs> right. but i i i really thought maybe it was a situation where she was an adult posing as a teenager that had been hired until the very end and then i was like oh really oh Oh, no, she's just oh. an actual teenager with a really questionable yeah, past. Yeah, like, because, like, how the, the fuck? She went to the Black Widow, you know, uh, school in Russia. Yeah, and how did you <laughs> fund this? And then also there's that whole comment where she's like, oh, I have other things. I'm like, wow. I mean, I have other things, but right. I'm an adult. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, like, I really liked Camille as a character. I think she's in the wrong movie, maybe? But I like Suki Waterhouse a lot. I think she's really good in this. I love those moments where she's standing up for herself. I, I like her little romance at the end with Helena. There are things I love about it, but I feel like she's in the wrong movie. Yeah, I feel like this character was underutilized, underdeveloped, and could have been something really cool yeah. in a different movie. Or, as I often do with a lot of movies, I think this could have been a cool mm-hmm, series, like mm-hmm. TV show, you know, where we get to spend more time at different stages and get to see, you know, more development of how the fuck she came to be. Right. I need a flashback is, montage. That's not <laughs> right. This is not just one high school kid trying to figure out why her yeah. best friend died. This is one high school kid who somehow went to secret right. agent school trying to figure out, <laughs> yeah. you know, and I, I, I mean, I do like that how 
she became who she is is a mystery. It like didn't commit enough to she's this crazy skilled, you know, yeah. secret agent or something. Because we spent so much time going like, oh, she can fight like she's been trained to fight. But at the same time, a ghost shows up in a room and she hides in the covers and says, I'm so scared. Yeah. Go away. Also, you if know? it was her friend so that she came there to find out, why would she be scared of her? Although I will say yeah. the first reveal of the friend is really creepy where she looks under the bed and looks up and it's yeah. underneath the blankets. But I, I just kind of yeah. feel like yeah. out of necessity to hide this plot twist, they made her scared of a ghost she would not have been scared of in real life. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. So I, mean, I think so. I think there are things about this movie that I did enjoy. Like that final kill is one of my favorites that I've seen this year. For sure. Yeah. The way his neck looked all torn up and the blood oh. spraying. I mean, it's great. It's fun. It's almost camp. I And I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. But I think there are just some weird choices in this movie that hold it back from being really great. All right. Okay. Let's wrap this up. All right. So overall, what did you think of Seance? So, I mean, scale of one to ten, I think it's a solid five. It's not right. the worst thing. Ever. And there are there are things in it that I have not seen in other movies that I think were delivered really well that I actually really liked. And I I'm glad that I saw them. But 70 percent of this movie to me just feels like it's a movie. Right. And then there's 15 percent that I'm like, oh, that was bad. And then there's 15 percent that I'm like, oh, that was really dope. You know, so it's like the percentages don't necessarily equal out to I hate that I saw this movie. Yeah. But also, it's just, I think, end of the day, it's kind of just, oh, that was a movie yeah. that had some cool stuff. Yeah, I stuff think that's where I land, too. It's not aggressively bad. It's it's okay. No. And it, I do think, I would like the further tales of Camille is my takeaway. And I really right. enjoyed that last kill. Yeah. And I think that's maybe what, what kills it for me, is that I thought Camille was such a cool character. And there was so much alluded to that we don't get to see mm -hmm. enough of that I feel kind of right. You know, and I'm not necessarily like I needed her whole backstory, but I just wanted to see her more of that has a bug out bag, carries weapons, knows how to fight someone by strangling them with their own tie while also punching them with said yeah. tie. You know, like and that was, stuff was cool and I wanted yeah, more yeah, of that. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we've definitely watched worse movies on here for sure. Yeah. Well, and even just that, that moment where half of Camille disappears out of frame and yeah. then all of a sudden the light fixture comes swinging down and nails Bethany and then the piece of plaster nails Camille. That kind of scene, I loved yeah. that. I thought it was funny. I thought it was unexpected. Uh -huh. I thought it was such a great moment in that scene. And I wish that more of that movie had followed mm -hmm. that theme, you know, or more moments had been like that instead of, oh, Yvonne's dancing alone on a dark stage. I wonder what's going to happen next. <laughs> yeah. yeah, definitely. Definitely. All right, cool. So if you were going to watch this again, the question is, what would you be drinking? What is your pairing? Uh... Caught you off guard with this question, didn't I? <laughs> I After know. all these years. I still forget every single time. <laughs> Honestly, it would be, okay, I'm not going to be able to name like a specific type of wine, but it would be a red wine that's mm. too sweet. Where you're like, I'm going to drink this anyway. It's not the worst. It's not the worst. It's just a little too 
sweet yeah, for me. I like it. A dessert wine of some kind. Yeah. Yeah. Where you're like, yeah, I'll drink this. Right yeah, like now. a Boone Strawberry Hill, maybe. I probably. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, I likely will not be buying this again, but because someone brought it and it's not mm-hmm. the worst, mm-hmm. yeah, okay. I'll drink this. Fair enough. I like it. All right, cool. All right. Listener feedback. We did not get any emails this time, but you're always welcome to drop us an email at rachel at zombiegirls.com. We'd love to hear from you. If you want to chat with us, there's lots of ways that you can do so. You can find us on the Zombie Girls Facebook page. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at ZG Podcasts, plural. If you like the show, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever it is you're getting your pods. Five stars. Okay, thank you. If you're looking for something spooky to watch tonight, check out our video on demand and streaming calendar on the Zombie Girls website. We keep track of all the horror and horror-adjacent things that are streaming on the millions of streaming services as well as on video on demand. And if you uh, want it, Christmas, right around the corner, holiday season has started. What better time? Then check out our sweet ass merch at zombiegirls.com forward slash merch. We got shirts, we got totes, we got magnets. I just bought all the I bought a set of all of our magnets and they're on my fridge and they look awesome. So recommend that. And uh if you love us and you really want to support us, the best way you can do that, I mean, aside from just listening and participating in the conversation, is to do so on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash zombie girls, where we have all kinds of awesome perks. I don't know. We'll probably do something cool for the uh, in December. We haven't figured that out yet, but we will. In the meantime, though, all of the episodes on the show, if you are a patron, are extended. For instance, today we are going to be talking about <gasps> haunted schools. Yeah, so I've got some Ooh. spooky stories about haunted schools for you today. And lots of other cool perks. So definitely check that out. As far as plugs, we don't normally do plugs, but we actually have a bunch of stuff to plug this week. So first of all, we had a really, you and I had a really fun crossover episode with our friends over at Here's Johnny. Oh, yeah, we Yes, did. we watched my all-time favorite movie, Aliens. And I got my feelings hurt. <laughs> no, no, I'm just kidding. It was fine. But that was a lot of fun. What did you think of that? Oh, that was, yeah. I mean, it's always fun. It's always fun being on the Here's Johnny show. And it was, you know, I fucking love that movie. Such a good movie. As I was watching it, I was like, yep, still my favorite. This movie's fucking great. And not to uh, toot my own horn, but I have been given the ever prestigious title of one of the best 60 second synopses. Crushed. Officially for Aliens. Fucking crushed it. So if you listen to the Here's Johnny podcast and are familiar with that practice, I don't know. Maybe check it out because apparently I have landed myself in the Oh, without question. Of- <laughs> you fucking killed it. It's, it's embarrassing to everybody else who does it now. The standard has been set. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I haven't even listened to that part yet because I'm so nervous because I don't oh, know why. I, I find it I, impossible like... to listen to podcasts, except for the ones where I have to because I'm editing and the whole time I'm like... <gasps> I never ever <laughs> listen to the episodes because I will just be like, "You're so stupid, Rachel. Why do you say that?" Oh, <laughs> like, no. it's terrible, it's a terrible, terrible, terrible thing. But we also, I'm going to plug a couple other cool things that collaborations that we recently did uh, last night. I don't know. This will be a few. It'll probably be about a week 
before this thing drops. But I guessed it on the Trick or Treat radio podcast with the guys. We talked about my, I don't know, maybe favorite movie of the year, Tatane, which is the follow-up to Julia Ducournau's Raw. And uh, it is wild. If you have not watched it, you should really watch it. And then go check out my conversation with the guys over at Trick or Treat Radio. We talked about transhumanism, gender sex work murder she wrote (laughs) it was a wild (laughs) ride and those guys are so much fun really funny i felt though like i was totally like entered the man cave had snuck into the boys clubhouse somehow (laughs) but they were really welcoming really sweet really really funny so definitely check that out and then our girl ariel also made a really awesome appearance recently on bloody good horror where she talked about one night in soho and obviously that whole crew we're friends with them we love them and it's always super super fun to do those crossover episodes and be a guest on there it's so nice that they keep inviting us back (laughs) even after i've been on there and said a thousand dumb things they keep inviting us back so i think it's mostly just to get an ariel and matilda but you know whatever they let me come on sometimes so yeah definitely check out bloody good horror to listen to the that and trick-or-treat radio and here's johnny great shows subscribe patron the whole jazz they're totally awesome awesome shows all right, so for the next episode, we are going to be watching a movie that honestly was recommended to me at the very beginning of the year, and I keep meaning to get to it, and I don't, so I'm just going to put it on the docket, so I absolutely have to just sit down and watch it, and that is the movie The Block Island Sound on Netflix. Here is the synopsis. A fisherman's family encounters horrors and dark truths when an ominous force off the coast of Block Island begins killing wildlife. All I can say is that better be fish. <laughs> so I'm going to be bumping <laughs> the animal violence movie. <laughs> yeah, I have a feeling it's, I mean, they say wildlife. So I don't think okay, that means dogs good, and cats. Good point. Excellent point. Hopefully not a ton of animal violence in this. Or, you know, or not, gratuitous. not gratuitous. But I mean, I know it. maybe it's just a matter of semantics. But since they said wildlife, I'm going to go with it. I'm guessing mm-hmm. birds and deer are going to be my, oh, no, I like my guess. I like birds and deer. I also like birds and deer, but yeah, I don't know. I'm actually that would be looking my up guess. Does the doctor right now? Block <laughs> Island Sound. Do, 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 do. I will say Ariel told me this was good. She wouldn't. She, uh, oh, <laughs> no. Is there a dead animal? Yes. Does the dog die? Yes. Oh. Does an animal die? Yes. No. <laughs> oh. Uh, animals are not abused. Brief mention of cat death. <laughs> what have I done? Brief mention of what? The <laughs> <medium>. <laughs> Let's see here. There's no entries for the medium. That's rude. Oh no! Here we go. The medium. Yes. <laughs> It's really gruesome dog death. Great. Okay. So I guess we'll just stick with the Block Island sound because it's animal violence as far as the eye can see, no matter which way we go. <laughs> oh, oh, no. <laughs> well, I mean, at least we're yeah, yeah, aware of it. Yeah, I don't yeah, know yeah, yeah. I'll just I'll just make sure whoever I'm watching it with is able to to maybe, I don't know. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. We'll make it happen. Anyway, everybody watch yep, it. Yep. It's yep. going to be great. You're going to have a great time. Okay. Unless you're Mm -hmm. sticking around for the extended episode, that is it for us. 
Marzi, take us out. Once again, Block Island Sound on Netflix for our next episode. Watch it and then come back and we'll talk about it. And I have a feeling it's going to be a very squealy conversation. I feel like that's what's coming up. It's a lot of (laughs) sounds. But we'll see. Who knows? But thanks for listening. Thanks for coming back. And we hope to hear from you again. That's a weird way to go with this. We hope you come back and listen more stuff. Help me. Good night, folks. Thanks, everybody, for listening and to Mars for always being willing to geek out about horror movies with me. Production on this episode was done by yours truly and edited by Ariel Messman-Rucker. And our theme song for this show is Die Historic by Three Chain Links. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the extended episode. Are you ready for some spookiness? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Yes, me too. Always. Oh, my constantly. God. That tease for the <laughs> next week off. <laughs> is it still? Is it st- <laughs> We've been doing this for like five still years. lingering. <laughs> I want to point that out. <laughs> We are not there. We're not professional podcasters. Let's just say you come here for those sort of rustic, realistic. Right. <laughs> We're really. I mean. I mean. I think that's part of our charm, yeah. right? The off the cuff, yeah. kind of like we come in here very ill prepared. <laughs> Listen, I looked at Wikipedia. We're okay, very, uh... I looked. <laughs> We're a very, uh, let's just see what happens. Yeah, I I mean, I feel like I am so, like, a lot of times I can be an over-preparer, but I have through osmosis from you been like, you know what, just trust your instincts. And for better or for worse, that is where I've headed. And I hope you like it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, you know, to be completely honest, I finally have acquired that attention deficit issue that a lot of people have acquired from pandemic. It's a bitch, man. Finally hit me. In these last couple of months, that memory mm-hmm. loss problem, or the, you know, the memory, uh, oh, great. And I now I'm forgetting the word for it. Uh, uh no, not recall. What's the word where you can't hold on to right. the memory? Like, um, well, shit, I don't know. Retention. There retention. You go. Yep. I was definitely yeah. coming up with that I'm word. having a lot of... Mm-hmm. I'm having a lot of obviously memory retention issues and it, like yeah, I know it hit a lot of people earlier on and I was just like oh, I don't know what you're talking about and then it finally hit me and I'm like you guys and everybody's like yeah yeah that's what's been happening so full disclosure I did actually take notes on this. I think it's like I know I never do that but I actually did nice. and I made it through and I didn't feel panicky and like I'd forgotten Although I did forget the oh, whatever you did just fine, girl. You did great, but yeah, I I definitely have that memory thing, and I'm like, is it onset dementia? But like everybody else has it, so I'm I'm choosing to believe it's not, um, because yeah, my memory is gone. Like people will tell me things that I should know, and I'm it's like nothing is there. Like people will be like, you said this thing on the podcast. Nope, no, I didn't prove it. Oh, he, oh, I recorded it. I, I guess I did say that. Oh, there is literal yeah, proof. Because my memory is garbage. Garbage. Yeah, I mean, and I've been seeing those, like, you know, reports about it, about how a lot of people who didn't have attention problems mm-hmm. or memory retention problems experiencing them because pandemic has forced every mm-hmm. day to seem like the same. 
So it's like, basically, since we're all just groundhogging our day through years, it you know our brains are starting to not retain memories because yeah, why? that's interesting. Why would we remember every identical? I didn't realize day, that that was know? part of it. Like I just thought it was just like <laughs> prolonged stress. And you're like, you're just like out of cortisol or something. Um, yeah. I mean, I definitely have never had ADD and I 100% have it now. Like I can't, like I'll be starting to do one thing and I've realized it's 15 minutes later and I've done eight other things. Yeah. Well, and I'm doing the thing where I like, I'm leaving a room and I'm like, oh, that's right. I wanted to grab my water bottle. So I turn around and start walking to grab my water bottle. It's seconds. And I'm like, what was I going back for? Like, I turned around a Mm -hmm. second and a half ago and Mm -hmm. already forgot what I was going back for. It's weird. It's real weird to have your brain just go like, I'm done. I'm out of here. Yeah, right? Like, my brain's tapping out. It's like, you know what? I don't want to be a part of this anymore. I'm going to take a nap. You do what you're going to do. I'll be over here doing my own thing. (laughs) Well, at least we're in it together. Maybe, like, you know, they say, like, couples and they stay together a long time. They get, like, um, a combined memory where, like, they each fill in each other's, like, Swiss cheese, right? And so, like, when you tell a story, like, you need both people there to have, like, all the details. I feel like maybe as a, when we start our commune, we can just have a collective memory. (laughs) 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 Like, it'll take 20 of us, but we can tell a story. (laughs) But we'll get through that one story of the thing that we were all there for. All right. Speaking of Grimm, let's get into these haunted, like, uh, school stories. For obvious reasons, this is the topic. I don't think, yeah. Okay. So we're going to call this uh, segment Ghouls Out for Summer. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's pretty solid. I like it. Tip of the hat to oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. These are supposedly true stories of school hauntings from the current and ex-students who experienced them and decided to do something a lot scarier than seeing a ghost. Posting about them on Reddit. <laughs> For the world to critique. <laughs> 